Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football's Finest Podcast. My name is Brandon, your host, along with Ian. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on, dude? Glad to have you back. Also, you, the fans, glad to have you back. We really appreciate all the support we've been getting. We're super excited about this episode today. This is a first. It is our mock draft, our first mock draft. Uh, we're doing it on Sleeper. So if anyone wants to learn about that platform as well, um, I'll put that in the notes of the episode. But it's a really great app to do mock drafts and just your drafts in general. But uh, we're super excited and we can't wait to get started. So let's hop right into it. So, again, mock draft episode. We're going to be doing this on Sleeper. It's a 10-team PPR format. That is what our league is based on, the one that we care deeply the most about, uh, that we compete in every year. So we wanted to give that structure to you guys, just like what we would do in our draft, um, so you can really get a, a glimpse of how we would do it. Um, we'll also be picking different selections than the spots we already have um so yeah it's gonna be great um ian you got any thoughts uh, yeah, on the I episode mean, today or they say you don't win your league at the draft but gosh i'm sure i'm gonna beat you in this one um maybe oh, a mock draft yeah. but i'm feeling good man feeling, feeling great i i like the co- the competitive spirit there yes you don't win it at the draft but you can sure as heck feel great coming out of there many right. times i've done that so uh <laughs> i I'll, I'll teach you what it means to feel that way today <laughs> <laughs> oh really? So okay, yes, okay. yeah, it'll be great learning experience. So, great. Uh, do great. you want to go around the NFL today? Was a pretty big day, uh, and and for anyone that doesn't read the title, today is Tuesday, July twenty sixth, and it all is the beginning long. of tr- yeah, all day long, the entire twenty four hours. It is training camp day. Yes, let's Finally. go. <laughs> Finally, it's it's happening, man. Yes, everyone's clapping 100%. Yep, let's do it. Um, so big news coming around from a lot of camps. There's too many to go over, but I did pick out a couple key ones that I thought would be most important. Right. Uh, plus, I want to leave enough time for this episode. So uh, Julio Jones signed a one-year deal with dot, 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Tom Brady, yeah, yes. Tom Brady has another weapon. Yeah, he wants that ring. Ring chasing for sure. (laughs) You know, he since I think I I could I could be wrong. It was like early 2010, so I think it was like 2012 or 2013, something like that. Julio Jones has led the NFL in receiving yards, and he barely played like the last two years. I know he was, you know, in Tennessee last year, but um, that dude put up so many yards over a decade span that he could take a year or two off and still lead. That's insane. So he might, yeah, he's maybe he's got a little left in the tank. Yeah. Uh, another news, Joe Burrow from the Bengals. He's getting his appendix removed. I don't know if that's going to make him miss a lot of time or not. They haven't really said that. So that's just something to keep your eye on. I would assume he'd miss a little bit of camp. Obviously it's not like you can have a surgery like that and be back the next day unless you're yeah, I mean, Joe he probably has enough time to get back, but it's something to keep an eye on for sure. 
for sure. Uh, and then lastly, this is a big one, especially in PPR formats. Chris Godwin has been cleared for camp. Finally. So okay. he, yep, that is a main target as well in the Buccaneers offense. Uh, just about as important as Mike Evans or anybody on there. So good news. Very good news. Chris Godwin's I a great receiver. So. But Chris Godwin, really? uh, big news for Mike Evans owners, though. I mean, Chris Godwin and Julio Jones joining up in the same day or returning and joining up in the same day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure Mike Evans will still be a great option, but not quite as strong as he was uh, yesterday. Well, I am excited either way. So let's do it. Um, so basically, we're going to get into this draft. Again, it's on Sleeper. I've said that many times already. But basically, um, the spots we've picked, I am picking third overall. And then, Mr. Ian, you are picking 10th, right? Overall, last place, yep. Yeah, for sure. So you get the dreaded turn. Dreaded or not dreaded, depending on your mindset, I guess. But um I wish that I could show everyone this like live as a as a video. We'll eventually get to do that. Um, we just don't know how or the best way. So we'll do our best to kind of explain what's going on in the draft um, in and around our picks. And then we would like, if possible, for you to vote who drafted the better team between me and Ian just as a friendly competition. So, yeah, just kind of tell us who, what team you'd rather have, basically. So Right, so it's a reminder the winning team is the one that's picking 10th. So yeah, assuming. yeah, right, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, I think we should get into it. So right. we're gonna start this draft. <clears throat> Here we go, and there we go. All right. So surprisingly, Derek Henry. Yeah, I saw that. Let me turn these. Let me turn these uh, sounds off. Yeah, it's so surprising to me, to me too. Derek Henry goes number go. one, followed by Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Yeah. So I think Derrick I know where Henry, you're going, but let's see. Oh, you think so? We'll see. So Derrick Henry, um, just real quick, surprise me going first overall in a PPR. You would think Jonathan Taylor is the, the consensus number one, but apparently this mock does not have that. So I get the privilege. This is – I know everyone's scared to take him, but I am going to take Christian McCaffrey. He uh-huh. is a PPR monster. I'm going to do it. He is. Um, followed by Austin plays? Eckler. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase, and you, sir, are on the clock at 10. All right, I'm on the clock. All the big guys are gone already. Let's see. What do we have here? There's Najee Harris, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Swift. Hmm. So Where are we going with this? What I think we should do at least is I, I'm going to tell you who I would pick, and then I want you to explain who you're picking, obviously, like normal. Uh with with this being PPR and a lot of the good running backs are gone, that would make me think that the depth of running back is dwindling very fast. So I think my pick would be Najee Harris. And if you didn't pick Najee Harris, um, I mean, you're going to get back-to-back picks, but I would lean at least one running back and then maybe see what wide receivers are there. But I would 100% think Najee Harris because the workload is, is my pick there. Okay. I mean, I do have a natural resistance to your advice. Um, it's just my nature. <laughs> But actually, you know what? I'm not going to go with Najee Harris. I don't think that he is going to be nearly as productive this year as last. Um, I think mm-hmm. with the quarterback change in Pittsburgh, uh, just a number of factors involved. I'm not as high on him as I am my first pick, who is going to be Mr. Stefan Diggs. Great choice. PPR monster. Uh, yep. He's going to be a PPR monster this year. Um, no reason to think otherwise. 
And I do agree with you, however, on the need of a running back due to the lack of depth at the position. Uh, looking, gosh, um, I'm going to go where you may not expect me to go because I haven't been a big fan of this player in the past, but I'm going to go with DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift of the Lions. I think he's uh, due for a big year this year. And picking at the 11th spot, I think it's uh, it's where I need to go. So, DeAndre Swift? I think... I think the Swift is someone I would look to take around there too. Um, he's look he's gonna have a big year in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And then so that followed by so you took Diggs and Swift followed by Devonte Adams, Najee Harris, Travis Kelsey finally went to Team Seven. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb, Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews. Why Andrews do I feel like that's too early? Yeah, I don't. Well, he is a beast, but I mean, as far as like as far as the position goes, I mean, he's kind of you know he, him and Kelsey are kind of a cut above the the next you know tier of players so i get it true i don't i don't know why i think george kittle's definitely better than him but they did get rid of marquise brown so you kind of have to prioritize him too right so my next pick uh so i i have the options i could go tyreek hill alvin Kamara, but he's got a uh, issue with some suspension looming over some i don't know some offseason stuff debo samuel saquon barkley there's a lot of options. Aaron Jones, Lord and Fournette. Can I, can I predict your pick? You can. I want you to explain who you'd pick right now. Okay. I well, I'm not. I don't know if this is who I would pick. I think you're going to go with Aaron Jones, though. He's consistent mm. uh, force the position. He's a running back. Um, depth drop, drop, drops off pretty quick. And at the three spot, you're going to have your pick of some wide receivers here pretty soon. So I think you're going Aaron Jones. So that is a 50-50 pick there i was thinking either aaron jones or leonard fournette and here's why so i i could go after someone's earlier like tyreek hill or camara but i have a feeling that there's a better chance they come back around to me uh in the third round in five picks from now uh where leonard fournette is in the best offense out of all of those players and Aaron Jones is just there for the workload. But A.J. Dillon, if, if the Packers' offense isn't that great, they'll, they're going to start splitting with A.J. Dillon, in my opinion, where Leonard Fournette has no competition. Uh, right, and you might Ronald get some more goal-line carries with that, uh, you know, uh, upgrades to the wide receiver position today. Correct. So I am going to go Leonard Fournette because I just right. don't think that he's going to make it back. So I'm going to do that. Okay. So Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Kamara, Javante Williams, mm. would you look at that? Both Aaron Jones and Kamara left, and I have Tyreek Hill just sitting there. Wow. Just sitting there in the third round. I can't yes, see why you he, wouldn't take him, but go ahead and surprise me. Well, I'm going to take him. I just think that when he's there in the third round, when his ADP is 18, so he is way past where he would normally go. I mean, not way past, but quite a bit past. I think right. Tyreek Hill's the obvious choice there, so we're going to go there. So, Okay. Uh, why don't you read us down from there? All right, so we had uh, Mike Evans go next, Debo Samuel after that, Patrick Mahomes in the third round, Zeke goes. I was hoping he would follow me, but he didn't. Uh, Justin Herbert for Team 8, and then Kyle Pitts on Team 9, third round. Wow. Okay, I agree with uh, Team 9 there, but that's okay. It's their team. They can run it how they want. Hey, and All what right. did we say in our drafting too high episode? Uh, Kyle Pitts was my guy. I thought he was overrated. He's going tight end three, and guess what he did? He went tight end three in this round. Yep. 
All right, so I am on the turn again. Um, I, do you have any predictions? I'm gonna say so. You have a you have Saquon Barkley, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, James Conner, T. Higgins, Cam Akers, a lot of players. Mm-hmm. I think you don't like Saquon enough, even at this spot. I'm gonna guess that you'd either go Keenan Allen. Actually, I don't really know who where you'd go. I'm really curious to see where you'd go. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, I'm actually gonna go with James Conner uh, wow. of the Cardinals. I think that with Chase Edmonds gone, he's not uh, sniping touches from him anymore. I think the Cardinals are still gonna be a pretty good, uh, pretty good offense. Um, I think with with DeAndre Hopkins missing the first part of the year, he may be picking up some of those targets as well. Um, and he showed last year that he could play through a year without being injured. So going James Conner for my second running back. And then um, let's see. Next up, where are we going here? Not a big fan of uh, AJ Brown this year. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go for it, man. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going George Kittle. Was okay. I think he's gonna uh, turn in another good season this year. Just hopefully he doesn't get injured. You think the Trey Lance experience gonna unlock him even more? Well, you know it's young quarterback safety valve who knows something could who happen knows? there so after your george kittle pick keenan allen went then t higgins saquon barkley aj brown cam Akers, david montgomery so you can start to see this is the middle to late fourth round the running backs are dwindling they are getting down you're seeing players like Brees hall antonio gibson still there travis Etienne, josh jacobs they're fine if you're looking for running back two slash running back three, if it gets that deep now, those are okay. But you can see that they go way quicker than any other position. Their wide receivers are pretty deep this year. So um, I do want to pause and say real quick, if you do listen to the end of the episode, A, we appreciate it. And B, we do have a trade that Ian and I have proposed for our pay league where I am drafting fourth overall and Ian is drafting eighth overall and we are possibly swapping picks and you will get the answer because I have not heard the answer from Ian at the end of the episode. So you want to stick around for that. I wanted to introduce that sooner, but I totally forgot. So yeah, no, yeah, we're waiting until this episode and we're going to uh, talk about that live. So for sure it is but suspenseful back to your pick, sir, back to my pick. So I'm, I have, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill. That is my team so far. I could go Darren Waller. He's slated to go next. Or Terry McLaurin, Brees Hall, Deontay Johnson, Antonio Gibson, like I said. But if you listened to the the rent is too damn high episode, you would know I'm not high on Antonio Gibson. So I will not be taking him here. Again, running back is getting thin. Wide receivers deep to me this year. I'm going to go running back and i'm gonna give a chance to travis Etienne. really the jacksonville jags yes yeah, you're going josh jacobs but yeah uh, well here's the thing uh travis Etienne is gonna have the workload especially early because james con or not james connor james robinson right. is recovering from his acl injury so he could get backfield touches backfield catches he could be lined out in the slot he's an all-purpose back so it's just more okay volume for him especially in ppr right, followed by me. deontay go ahead sorry 
Oh, sorry. I'm just going to say the same thing you were. Uh, Deontay Johnson went next, then uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, what I thought uh, Brandon was going to pick, uh, Josh Jacobs, then Darren Waller went next, and it's back on you, Brandon. You know, Josh Jacobs would have been my pick if Devontae Adams was not a part of the Raiders, uh, but I do think that that's going to hurt his PPR specifically uh, opportunities this year because obviously Devontae Adams is maybe the best receiver in the league, so that does kind of take away from that, but yes, uh, he was my next choice. So now I have three running backs, one wide receiver. I need a I, I need a wide receiver in my opinion. I feel like I can wait on QB. I can wait on tight end. So Jalen Waddles there. If I didn't have Tyree Kill, I could do that. Uh, but I don't like both on the same team. So I'm gonna go with Michael Pittman mm, from the Colts. Yeah, yes. I think this is gonna be the year he's I mean, he had a good year last year, but I think this is the year there were the the you know the community is going to realize what a uh, good player he is. Yep. Uh, so after that, uh, Brees Hall went, then Lamar Jackson, DK Metcalf, uh, Cortland Sutlin went to Team Seven, breaking my heart again at Team Seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Jalen Waddle and Antonio Gibson. Sorry, you can't have him, Brandon. Uh, so I am on the clock. I'm looking at uh, my team right now is Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, and George Kittle. So, where the are choices. we going here? <laughs> so, who do you have available to you? Yeah, we're looking at uh, DJ Moore, J.K. Dobbins, Jerry Judy, uh, Burrow, Amari Cooper, who I'm down on right now, uh, Mike Williams, Elijah Mitchell. And your, t- and your team looks like your your team consists of Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, George Kittle, like you said. Correct. So, yeah, you. I mean, you have... At least one of every position that I would have drafted by now. So you could go in any, any way you want, honestly. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks, Brandon. I appreciate your uh, your your uh, insight <laughs> there. Uh, actually, in this situation, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go another wide receiver. I'm going to go with Mike Williams. I think that he's nice. uh, shown that he's a excellent player as long as he can uh, stay off the bench and stay healthy. Uh, he's going to produce. So we're going Mike Williams here. Mm-hmm. So we've got two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end. I don't necessarily have to have that balanced uh, composition like I do right now. It just kind of turned out that way. So let's see here. Where are we going next? I think that I'm going to go Hollywood Brown. Um, Mm. It's another Cardinal on my team. Yes, I know. But with DeAndre Hopkins um, on the sidelines for the first, I believe, six games of the year. I think yep. he's going to get off to a hot start and uh, be a major part of the offense uh, after that as well. Um, they signed him for a lot of money. Um, Marquise Brown, join it up. Good pick. I mean, he's going to get a lot of volume, especially early on, so I don't know why anyone would bash that pick. So, yeah, I agree. Um, looks like he was followed up by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, J.K. Dobbins, Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson, possible number two in the Rams, so Team Six had a good pick there. DJ Moore, Amari Cooper was right before me. So let me see what I'm looking at. I have two wide receivers, three running backs. I could go quarterback here. I could go Burrow, but I still think I could wait. Kyler Murray's also there. I definitely think I could wait on him. Elijah Mitchell's there. Hawkinson, Schultz, Chris Godwin is there. There's some options. This is where you're going to see a lot of the running back to wide receiver to 
like the the deep parts of those ranges go. Right. So I think this pick to me, honestly, I think the safest pick out of these is going to be Chris Godwin. The volume will be there. He's in the best offense out of the people I just named, and I think that's the play. So I'm going to go Chris Godwin. Right, he's a good value right now too in drafts because you know the news that he's going to be playing isn't uh, widespread just yet. So good time to pick him. That is that is correct. Um, looks like Michael Thomas just went after that. Uh, okay. He is going up. It looks like he is being drafted around the end of the sixth now. Um, since he'll be cleared at some point in camp, Joe Burrow, Elijah Mitchell, and Darnell Mooney uh, rounded okay. out the turn there. So let's see. Darnell Mooney was going to be my next pick. That was a good one. I'm really mad about that. He should blow up this year. I think you're uh, going with Kyler, but let's see. Tyler, I think you're going with either Kyler or TJ Hawkinson. Nah, I mean, I would, you know, actually tight end might make a good choice here. So basically the tight ends that are left would be Hawkinson and Dalton Schultz. Then you go Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Dawson Knox, Fryermuth. So then you start seeing a pretty big drop off there. So, if I did go tight end, it would be either Hawkinson or Schultz. The QBs, there's plenty left. There's Murray, Hertz, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Trey Lance. There's plenty of depth there, but the tight end spot, it is dwindling. So, yes, you are correct, and I'm going to be picking. Are you ready? Yeah. Dalton Schultz. Ooh. Big offense. Uh, Makes a lot of sense, man. Yep, for sure. All right, so after Brandon's pick, we had uh, Dalton Schultz. By Brandon and Kyler Murray went, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen to Team 6, Russell Wilson to Team 7, another good pick for Team 7. I'm, I'm worried about them. Yep. Uh, Brandon Cooks goes to Team 8, and Jalen Hurts to Team 9. So a little, quite a few quarterbacks going this round. And Jalen Hurts, sneaky pick, could be a MVP candidate for fantasy this year. Yeah, uh, I maintain my position that I don't think he's a real good quarterback, but he's going to score a lot of fancy points. So, Correct. Let's see here. So what are we looking at? Hmm. This is that so part of you, the draft where things you got to start stopping and thinking about uh, looking at some yeah. values in drafts. Values are a big one. Uh, opportunity is key, especially when you're getting this late. You're looking for how much are they going to be a factor in every game. So. All right, so Miles Sanders is still on the board. Uh, A.J. Dillon's still on the board. Andrew Hopkins is still going pretty high, even though he's going to miss six games. Can't emphasize that can enough. I tell you? Can I tell Love you who player. I would never, ever draft? Who's that? They're, even if they're super late and they're still there, the one player I do not want to draft this year is Miles Sanders. Okay, what's that? I think he, because last year he finished – in the running back 23 or higher over I think it was eight or nine times. Uh, It's just like, and by higher, I mean worse, like as in Mm -hmm. not good. I don't think he just has the potential to outdo his value even this late. Um, I mean, if he's like, if he's there in the 14th round, yeah, I guess I'm taking him there, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm so anti Miles Sanders this year. It's ridiculous. Okay. I got you. Yeah, so actually, I'm going to go, um, and this player, it's possible this player even makes it back to me in this draft, but I just want to emphasize that the value of this player is presenting right now. He's um, His ADP, looking at sleeper, is uh, 99th overall, 
But mm. um, this player was looking good to me even prior to today's news about Chris Carson re- retiring from the NFL. Uh, I'm going with Shad Penny, uh, starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, wow. Great player, finally gotten healthy, uh, had a good uh, good stretch last year. Um, and I'd like a good running back three, so he's joining my team. Should we listen to the amount of people that would have done the same thing? <laughs> Not yeah, a fan nobody. of nobody. <laughs> all right, all right. Good well, job, dude. That's a good one. I like it. No problem. <laughs> all right, well, it's my team. I'll run it how I want to. Yes, you um, And then for my next pick, I'm going to go with another wide receiver. Um, I'm going to go with will likely be the wide receiver one in Atlanta this year. Uh, maybe not the most productive offense in the league, but wide receiver one's a wide receiver one. Let's go on Drake London. Dang. What was, uh, did you happen to see his normal ADP or was he going around there? 77. Okay. So Those about picks weren't necessarily picks that, that may not have gotten back to me. My, my, I just wanted to take them pick cause I, I feel that they are being undervalued. Um, and, I wanted them on my team. Didn't want to mess out. For sure. Uh, I mean, I think the same way. When you zone in on somebody, then you take them. It doesn't really matter. So my team is looking like three running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end. So I'm pretty even on what I need to be. What I usually plan on doing is stacking up on skill position players for sure. So um, you're looking at – oh, did we read the – after your picks at all? I don't know if we did that or not. Uh, we didn't. It was uh, Miles Sanders, um, Monroe St. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenneth Walker for some reason, mm. um, Devonta Smith, and A.J. Dillon went after that. I kind of thought you were – when you were talking about your Rashad Penny pick before you named him, I thought you were going to say Kenneth Walker. I really did. No, I want the I want the starting running back for the team. For sure. Um, I, I would be curious to see how that competition goes throughout the year. I'm really curious. I really think Kenneth Walker is that guy. Really? So okay. I, yeah, I do. And well, we'll revisit that. But so okay. I have opportunities such as Damian Harris, which you're going to tell me Ramondre Stevenson all day. Um, all day. And then all day. Juju Smith-Schuster, Dallas Goddard. I already have Dalton Schultz. Don't need him. Rashad Bateman, probably going to be the wide receiver one in Baltimore. Kareem Hunt, Dak Prescott, Gabriel Davis, etc. So I think right here I need to solidify. I usually go at least four running backs by now. I'm going to take Damian Harris regardless of what happens with a Rondé Stevenson. I just, I just think Harris is that good. So I'm going to do that. Okay. And then that's followed up by Rashad Bateman, Kareem Hunt, Gabriel Davis, Devin Singletary. Now it's back to me. Okay. This is what I was hoping would happen. I was hoping that Mr. Smith Schuster, Juju himself would fall to me. And he did. I'm going to pick Juju because he has no other real competition for wide receiver run one other than Travis Kelsey. He's not a receiver to me. So I'm going to pick Juju for Kansas City. Okay. I mean, there is that that still that shred of doubt that maybe Sky Moore is going to play a larger role in the offense than we think. Um, I tend to agree with you on that, but just want to throw that out there. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I could say tell by your silence that you be you disagree with me. That's okay. I do disagree, but it's okay. That's what we're here for. So, so after uh, Juju uh, went it was uh, Tony Pollard, Traylon Burks, uh, Dallas Goddard, Tyler Lockett, Elijah Moore, and Cordero Patterson. 
So mm, I am up. Your my, guy didn't make it. My guy. I like I think I like to think you like Derek Cordell Patterson. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he's all right. He's cool. Seems like a nice right. guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so right now my team is Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, George Kittle, Mike Williams, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Penny, and Drake London. Wow, this is looking good so far. All right. So who are we looking at? We got Mr. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, a couple of good quarterbacks still sitting there. Uh Hunter Renfro, uh, Chase Edmonds. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of quarterbacks still left on the board. Do you think that they're – I want to inter- interject real quick. This mm-hmm. is the end of the ninth, beginning of the tenth. Do you think that there is a position that you have to draft by this time? Like do you think you cannot wait on a certain position up to this point, or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, at this point in the draft, to me, is kind of when you start looking at best player available. Um, so – that means I wait on the quarterback here because there's some wide receiver running back that I just have to make sure I get, I'm doing it. Um, you know, I'm, I am looking at Mr. Brady and Mr. Prescott, both are in great offenses. It's very tempting. Um, but I don't necessarily have to take them right here. I don't think they'll make, I pretty confident they're not going to make it back to me. Um, you know, and, and the league that we play in is a pretty quarterback, uh, heavy league. They tend to get picked maybe a little bit higher than they do in, uh, in other leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we kind of have to think about, you know, if we want that particular quarterback, and we have to think about it a little earlier than we'd like to. Um, just looking at the board here, too, I'm looking at Russell Gage. I'm not going to pick him or anything, but uh, gosh, with today's news, you know, he was going really high in drafts, and I think his stock is going to start plummeting uh, here pretty soon. All right, Ian, who is your pick going to be? Hmm, I think in this scenario, I'm going to... I don't usually like to take quarterbacks early, but uh, quarterbacks you know, in this position uh, available this late, especially in our league. Um, we have a league that likes to draft quarterbacks a little early, and and this guy's never there at this point in our league. So I'm going to take advantage of that, and I'm going to take Mr. Tom Brady. Yeah, he's usually gone by like the second round in our league, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a big Tom Brady fan in our league. And one more year of him uh, taking that guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm on the turn. Uh, next pick, I'm going to add a little bit of running back depth here. Um, I, when I say that I do love Melvin Gordon this year, I think he's a good value. However, I'm going to take whom I believe at, th- at least at this point to be the running back one in Miami. I think it will be a split backfield, but, uh, leaning towards Chase Edmonds. Uh, it's also a PPR league. I think he's going to be doing a lot of pass catching from back there as well. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and add Chase Edmonds to my squad. Uh, after my pick, we saw uh, Garrett Wilson of the Jets go, Chris Olave from the Saints, good pick in my opinion, Hunter Renfro, James Cook, RB2 for the Bills, then Brandon Ayuk, Michael Carter from the Jets, and Brandon, it's your turn. That is my turn. All right, so I think end of the 10th round, I think at this point I'm definitely looking like what you said earlier is best available. You got Dak Prescott there, Zach Ertz, Dawson Knox, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods. So I'm going to honestly look at quarterback, I think, because after this next couple go off, uh, the drop-off is pretty pretty insane, in my opinion. Now, normally, Rodgers would never go this late. I mean, the departure of Devontae Adams doesn't help his case. He does still have Aaron Jones. Um, Alan Lazard is his new number one. He's got, I mean, enough weapons where he'll be relevant, but
but I do want big playability. And I am going to go Matthew Stafford here because he will throw for touchdowns. Uh, he might not get as many yards as everyone else, but uh, and he may. But I think that he's got the ability to, to score more over the year if he can stay healthy. So I'm going Stafford. And then that was followed by Melvin Gordon, Aaron Rodgers, Dawson Knox, and Dak Prescott. So with that turn, where do you think you would go if you were in my position here? Our in your position, um, let's see. I would, well, if I were you, I would just punt the pick and go Russell Gage here. Yeah. Um, but if we're being serious about the pick, um, given what's available right now, I would, I would probably gamble on Ronald Jones. It's running back depth. I think he's going to be more of a part of that offense than people expect. Yeah, he might take over the running back one spot if Clyde Edwards-Alaire just can't get it going, man. Ronald Jones has potential. Um, he just had Leonard Fournette in his yep. way. So to me, this is that part of the draft. Where you got to start, you know, standing for – you got to start taking those, uh, those those chances, you know, gambling on players that might hit. And those players can make a difference in whether you win or lose your league. Um, so, yep. yeah, that, that's where I would go with it. I – want to point out that there is still a wide receiver one in my opinion on the board and that would be robert woods yep. from tennessee Absolutely. so they do have derrick henry back this year but aj brown is a huge piece that they're going to miss and robert woods is a pretty dang good receiver if he can stay healthy then yep. i think he's well worth the value at this point so i will be going robert woods yep trailer burks is going to be good but still with the robert Woods show in my opinion as well yep all right, so after the, after Robert Woods, we had Trey Lance go, Zach Ertz, good value pick there. Pratt, Pat Fryermuth, a tight end run here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Gesicki, Cole Komet, mm. and Chase Claypool from the Steelers. A lot of tight ends. With uh, Juju uh, leaving Pittsburgh. Could be a little bit of a value this year. We'll see how it shakes out in Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, all right, so what are we looking at here? Well, you just talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers a little bit uh, for your last pick. I mean, he's still Aaron Rodgers. Someone's going to get the ball there in uh, Pack in uh, Packerland, and I believe that man's going to be Alan Lazard. So I'm adding him to my team. He was my second choice if I didn't go Woods. So okay. And then just looking at what's left right now, uh, Christian Kirk, who I'm sure Brandon would take if he was still there, still available uh, when it gets back to him. I would. Derek Carr, my man, Ramondre Stevenson, Kadarius Tony, Isaiah Spiller, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ronald Jones here though. I think uh, he's got a good shot. Uh, if he ends up in RB one, getting him in the twelfth round, pretty good value. Uh, and you might have just crystal balled this man because after Ronald Jones, you saw Derek Carr, James Robinson, Sky Moore, Ramondre Stevenson, your guy, Alexander Madison, and Russell Gage. And guess who got back to me? That would be Christian Kirk for the wow. Jags. I, I cannot believe it. I did not yeah. expect that either. So I am 100% taking that 100 times out of 100 times. Yep. So was that Christian Watson from Green Bay, Kadarius Tony, Jamison Williams for the Detroit Lions, and then Michael Gallup uh, rounded out the turn back to me. This is the 13th round now, so this is basically going to be my last skill pick before I pick a kicker in defense. So really at this point, 
you're just looking for if the potential's there, is there value there? Are they going to get enough touches? Stuff like that. I don't really see the point in drafting a backup QB with a 10 team league. Um, there's going to be waiver picks a lot. Like you can do that mid season. If you had to, there is one name on here that I think is going to surprise some people. Uh-oh. I'm not even going to say his name because it's insane. I can't say it. It's Albert, whatever his last name is, <laughs> the tight end for Denver. Um, oh, that. Oku, yeah. We'll Good. go with that. Let's do that. So, yes, I'm going to say AO. So, Mr. AO for Denver, <laughs> he's going to probably be the tight end one. And Russell Wilson, that you know what the mantra has always been, let Russ cook, man. So, if he's going to cook, I I don't see why he wouldn't throw to him a couple times a game. So, I'm just going to take him over. Uh, you're going to take him over my guy, Hunter Henry, huh? You know, he's just there. He, he is. And Brandon Mac Jones. Points for your team. Mac Jones apparently has had a drastic improvement. That's what Bill Belichick said today in his interview when camp started. But I mean, I don't, I just, I like Russell Wilson this year. And I think he's, I think you're going to see him like rejuvenated again. And I, I think that the tight end there benefits from that. So I'm just going to take him. I'm going to go Mr. AO, man. So mm, I right a mistake, but I am, but I'm glad he's on your team. Yeah. Run us down. <laughs> All yours. So, who do we got after Mr. A.O. goes? Hunter Henry, wise choice by Team 4. Isaiah Spiller, uh, probably their backup in uh, Los Angeles. Damien Pierce, Tua goes next. Kirk Cousins, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has a shot at uh, getting some touches in Kansas City as well. Um, so, yeah, more than likely this is going to be my last uh, position skill pick as well. I've got a tight end. I've got a quarterback. Um, let's see who's available on the board. Uh, Tyler Boyd is still out there. Jarvis Landry could see some, uh, see some work in New Orleans. Um, let's see. Justin Fields is on the board. Rondale Moore. They said that he's going to get some more work this year. I don't know if it's enough to, uh, have him be someone I want to draft necessarily. Um, I would also like to point out that if anyone is drafting in a 12 or, or greater team league, Jarvis Landry uh, especially late is an enormous value because he is a reception monster. And for PPR, uh, that's a really, really smart pick. Obviously here there's a lot of options, but Jarvis Landry is going to be a sleeper pick. I just want to point that out. No, I agree. I'm, I'm looking at him or uh, honestly Devonte Parker right now. I think he's going to be uh, another RB one, just sitting on the board there uh, in new Orleans. Although Chris, Chris Olave could, could challenge him there. Um, Gosh, I'm going to agree with you, though, here. I'm going to go with Jarvis Landry, rounding out my uh, skill positions. As you should. And then, all right, it's on me to uh, take a kicker or a defense, huh? That's I guess exciting. so. We have to. Right here, what kicker am I going to go with? I mean, he's there. Why not? Justin Tucker. Let's go. Yeah. Was there any other choice? Probably not. I mean, uh, Tyler Bass, maybe, but Justin Tucker's just so consistent. Like, he literally defies the odds. He's on a team that doesn't have the best offense in the world, but somehow he's just does well every year he's the guy so we're not going to run down like the defenses and kickers because they're irrelevant and it like we kind of pointed out last episode you any defense or any kicker basically can can shine or not shine depending on the year it's it's you really can't predict that kind of stuff um unless Mm -hmm. you pick the lines you can predict they're going to be bad no matter what so so yeah we're not going to really run those down um but 
I, if I had to tell you who I would pick as far as kickers and defenses, I usually am going to look, look for the Patriot defense or the bills and then a kicker between the normal Justin Tucker's Matt Gay, Daniel Carlson. There's a lot, but you know, just the high scoring. Yeah, offense good offenses ones. Are, yep. Yeah. Those are usually yeah. pretty safe picks. Um, I'm actually going to go. The Brown schedule is really good to start the year. So um, I know we said we weren't going to talk about it. Sorry, no. uh, but they have a really good first four game schedule. So I'm going to go with the Browns defense here, not to uh, belabor it, to uh, polish off my victorious draft. Yes. So to recap my team, since I'm still talking, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, George Kittle, Mike Williams, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Penny, Drake London, Tom Brady, Chase Edmonds, Alan Lazard, Ronald Jones, Jarvis Landry, Justin Tucker and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that's pretty a good. pretty good team, man. That's I, I like it, man. The crowd like does it. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean someone's got us. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, yep, I'll run mine down again. I drafted from the third spot again. I know this was a long episode. For thanks for listening, guys. But so Christian McCaffrey was my first pick. Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill, Travis Etienne. I know that was kind of a reach there, but I just I like the upside. Michael Pittman, he's gonna blow up. Matt Ryan's there now. Chris Godwin, safe pick. Dalton Schultz over Hawkinson. I'm a Detroit Lion fan, so that was hard, but I I think he'll get more touches. Damian Harris, Juju Smith-Schuster, Matt Stafford, Robert Woods, Christian Kirk, Mr. A.O. himself from Denver, the tight end, to back up Schultz, and then Matt Gay and the New England Patriot defense. It's always been there. Um, So let us... Let us know who you guys think won that draft. Again, you don't win your league at the draft, but it's nice to have a good team going out of the draft uh, into your league year. So any any thoughts on what we just did there, man? No, I know. I thought it was a good uh, good exercise, you know, like you talked about in the draft tips episode. Uh, mock drafting is super important. Um, you can, you know, because when you're in the moment, you got to be able to handle. There's a little bit of a pressure involved, you know, because you got, you know, if you're doing a live draft, in our case, you got nine other guys staring at you waiting for you to pick. Um, and you want to be happy with the way you leave the draft. So doing this definitely helps make those decisions a lot easier and makes it just more natural for you to, to draft well. Yeah, like I mean, I did. right there you go, like you did. And this is definitely our first time ever doing this during a podcast. So it, it's, I know it's boring listening to picks and stuff, but I just wanted everyone to get an idea of like where players might go and what rounds and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to try and share the draft board online on either facebook or twitter or something like that um and again i'm going to put a poll up for you guys to vote on who you think won that and just maybe comment on you know if we if we passed on players that you thought we should have taken or vice versa stuff like that so um you know it's all for fun and for research but now gotcha let's get to the the task at hand again all right this is this is the decision that you need to make I had the fourth pick in our league. You have the eighth pick. The, the proposal is to swap the first two rounds, which would make you move up. I would move back. So you would get a higher first round pick, thus giving me two closer picks. But it depends on what you want to do in the first. So, Ian, what is your answer? Yes, absolutely, sir. So you proposed this deal to me probably, I think, the day we recorded our last episode. So it's been a little over a week now since I've been mulling this over. Yes. Um, I'm an analytical person, and uh, I looked at the, you know, what's the best value, you know, because you have, what, the the fourth pick, and then it would be, like, the, I believe, the 17th pick or something like that in the yep. second round. 
and I had eight and 13, right? So uh, on a a statistical level, uh, your side is actually uh, better by, you know, every metric, not by a lot, but, you know, by by a decent margin. It was pretty clear that that's the better set of picks to go with. However, Mm -hmm. looking at the ADP, and ADP isn't set in stone by any means, I see start to see a drop off around pick 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so after pick 15, there starts to be what ifs that start to creep in. Those first, you know, those first 15 players are lock solid. You know what you're getting. This is going to be a solid player, barring injury, of course. Um, so despite the fact that statistically your offer is generous and probably, you know, a lot of people would say that, that that's the way to go. Because I want to start a draft, though, with two solid players that I know I can count on for my team. And I know that if I stay where I'm at with 8 and 13, I'm going to get that. Where there's supposed to be risk involved if I go to 4. And at 4, you're not getting Jonathan Taylor. You're not getting Christian McCaffrey, probably. Um, right. And, but then I go drop all the way down to 17. That starts to get in that iffy zone where I'm not sure about that. So then I have a lock solid player. And a player that's there's there's some what ifs that start to creep in my head. So despite despite what I should do, looking at the draft boards and the ADP, I'm going to respectfully decline your offer, sir. I respectfully accept your ex- explanation. <laughs> that's totally fine. So looking at it, you know, it it really is like a flip of a coin. It's it's a matter of if so, if the right person falls to me at four. I am a hundred percent so glad that I'm there. If the wrong, mm-hmm. if that person that I want does not fall to me at four, it's not Jonathan Taylor's no way. Um, but if a certain person is there, uh, awesome. If not, then you just don't know like what you're getting, I guess, basically like uh, if they're, if they're healthy the whole year at that spot, it's going to pay off. But if they're not, you're mm-hmm. banking all your pick on your first guy. Cause then I'm waiting so long. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I, I respect it. That doesn't mean our talks are over, though. <laughs> so okay, I mean, you can. You're welcome to sweeten the deal if you want to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. so okay. so there you have it. Real life trade talk, uh, for a real league in our podcast, first time. So right. Um, but yeah. So we want to thank you for listening again. This was a, a really long one compared to our other episodes. If you have any feedback, let us know. Again, we'll try to do like where you can watch us do it. Um, online, hopefully, maybe on YouTube one day or something we're getting there. So we appreciate you being patient. So uh, any last minute thoughts, Ian? No, it was really fun doing the draft with you. Um, you know, kind of, kind of cool to explain where my head's at, to predict where you're at. Um, we definitely have our own sets of opinions on everything. And I guess that's why that, uh, you know, it's, it's good that we're in a lead together because we can, we can find out who's right. Yep, for sure. And, and obviously the public will know it's me, but you know, we'll, we'll just leave that to them. Right. So. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But all right. Well, we want to thank you for listening again. This is the Fantasy Football's Finest Podcast. And until next time, thank you guys.